Welcome to the Project Unchained podcast, where my special guests and I help you break free from the chains that hold you back from life's greatest experiences. The goal of this podcast is to educate people on self-care modalities that can and will improve your life if you commit to doing them. An effective self-care regimen is the single most important thing that you can do for yourself to have a more extraordinary life experience. I'm your host, Ross Leppola, and I've spent the past several years of my life on a journey of healing and self-care after living my first 28 years chained down by my own limiting thoughts and beliefs. Now, I'm here to share what I've learned with you to empower you to break free from the chains that hold you back from your unlimited potential. Let's get unchained. When you were lost in the woods, you were misunderstood by everyone, everyone. You were searching for words, but they came out absurd. And no one heard you, no one heard you speak your Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Project Unchained podcast. I'm your host, Ross Lepla. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to join me and listen in to another episode. If this is your first episode, welcome. I'm thrilled to have you. I'm glad that you found this space of self-development and self-awareness. We're really here to help break free from those limiting thoughts and beliefs, those figurative chains that hold us back in life and keep us from expressing ourselves fully and authentically. We don't benefit from those limits, so we need to bring awareness to them and destroy them and remove them, get them out of our way so we can go do, be, and create the things that really make us thrive in life. Today, I want to talk about relationships a little bit. And there is a a lot of emphasis in our society about relationships and the pursuit of them. In some ways, it's almost as though it's a conquest. Like, it's kind of interesting, but there's all kinds of different relationships. There's relationships with our parents and our siblings, our friends, our, our best friend forever, that BFF, relationships with our coworkers, our children, and our spouse. And our spouse, like, that's a, a quick aside. And the, the conquest thing that I, was, I kind of mentioned to you a, a second ago, it's interesting to me to observe how sometimes people will stop using their spouse's name once the relationship escalates. Like it's it's almost as though once they get engaged or they become married that the name of that person goes away and it's now replaced with my fiance or my husband or my wife. And it's interesting because a lot of times when I hear that, especially now that I'm deeper into this personal development journey and awareness journey and things of that nature, when I hear that, that word my gives me some weird feelings of like ownership. Like it's weird to me. It's, it almost sounds like the other person is, is possessing and owning the other person, my husband, my wife, my fiance. And it's like, whoa, but who are they? What is their name? Because they are an individual as well. And so it's just weird to me. But anyway, moving on, because that's, that's a whole nother potential topic and rant that will get me sidetracked from what I'm really wanting to get to today. So diving into relationships, and there's all sorts of ways that these relationships get 
portrayed to us and presented to us and uh, I guess pushed onto us in certain ways from society. It's not uncommon that there's movies, Hollywood romance, and all the things that come from that and this whole idea of like you complete me thing that comes from a lot of those romance movies and how love has to be difficult and we have to go through all these conquests and we have to go through all these struggles and like it's not to say that it's not to say that any relationship is going to be free of struggles but we don't have to go through that struggle either next time you watch a watch a movie think about that watch it and and ask yourself some questions like what are they really trying to portray here is that how i want my romantic life to be because I know for the longest time, for me, I definitely pursued romantic relationships from an unconscious level in that I pursued what I saw in those movies and I pursued what I saw in those TV shows. I thought that that's what I needed and that's what was supposed to be in my love life. And so we can break free from that. We don't have to follow the pattern from that movie. We don't have to follow the way the relationship is pushed onto us from different societies, different cultures, different things. Like you get to choose if you create the awareness to it. Another one that I think about from society that I think about when it comes to relationships, it's it's often interesting to me how single people are taxed more heavily. Like you get a governmental tax break for being married. Like now that creates this like bonus for being married like oh here you get this tax benefit for being married like but why 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 is that why does that have to be the thing and that's one of the things that on a whole nother subject (laughs) these ideas of like promoting that thing like makes it weird to me like why somebody should get a governmental benefit from being married is is odd like i don't want the government involved in my fucking relationships like bottom line straight up <laughs> whether it's my friendships or my romantic relationships no they can fuck off they do not belong here anyway <laughs> i i giggled the other day when i was getting ready to talk about this episode too and thinking about like what other things and i couldn't help but giggle and wanted to bring it up i've never walked into a restaurant and seen a table for one <laughs> so it's interesting. Like there's all these different ways that society promotes this relationship, particularly like the pairing of people from a marriage, from a like coupling standpoint. But yet society often fails to promote the most important relationship that exists in our life. What do you think is the most important relationship that exists in your life? Or maybe it doesn't exist, but it should. What's the most important relationship that needs to exist in every one of our lives? It's the one with ourselves. It's very simple. It's very easy. The reason why the relationship with ourself needs to be the most important one in our life is because it is the only one that you cannot walk away from. Literally, you can choose to walk away from any friend you want. No matter how many years of best friendship they've had, you could have been, you could be 40, you could have been in diapers together, been best friends forever, and you can choose to walk away from that relationship at any point, at any day. You can be like, oh, you know what? This relationship no longer serves me. I'm leaving. You can walk away from 
a sister, a brother. You can walk away from an aunt and uncle. You can walk away from a cousin. You can walk away from any one of your relatives. You can walk away from your parents. You walk away from your mom and dad. If that relationship no longer serves you, you can walk away from it. You can walk away from your spouse or your significant other or your girlfriend or your partner, whatever whatever label it is that you use to define like your relationship, whatever you want to call it, you can walk away from that at any point in time you want to. Obviously, if you're married, there might be some legality situations around that, but you can still walk away from that. You can still choose to not participate in that relationship. You can walk away from it anytime you want. And as ugly as it may sound, you can also choose to walk away from a relationship with your child at any point in time. Literally, you can walk away from any one of those relationships. You cannot ever walk away from the relationship with yourself. It is with you every single step of every single day, every single minute. It never goes away. Try as hard as you might to suppress it and avoid it. It's there. It might not be a healthy relationship, but it's there. So, By virtue of you never being able to leave it, it is always there with you every single step of every single day. It is the most important relationship you will ever have in your entire life. So you need to prioritize that. And if we don't prioritize that, like some of this societal stuff promotes and pushes where all these other relationships are so important and we don't prioritize ourselves, we pursue all those other relationships without prioritizing that most important one. And I personally believe that that plays a huge role in the overall poor mental well-being of our society. And I say poor mental well-being because it's indicated by things like high suicide rates. If somebody has a very well, if somebody is doing really good mentally and they're good with themselves, they're not thinking about those things. So anytime that there's high suicide rates, suicide ideations, that's definitely a leading factor of somebody having a poor state of mental well-being. There's no shortage of stress-related health problems, strokes, heart attacks, high blood pressure, anxiety, poor sleep. All those things are contributors to several of the top 10 leading causes of death in the United States. And they're all stress-related. And that stress is linked to, and as a result of, That poor relationship with oneself, that poor relationship with ourself is going to lead to a poor level of mental well-being. And that's going to open the box to a plethora of different issues and and life-reducing, quality of life-reducing impacts. Another way that I look at it is you don't have to look very far to see and observe a stark inability to have constructive conversations with radically divergent ideas and beliefs without people getting so emotionally distraught and crazy that the second we're met with somebody who has a diverging belief, we think that they're a fucking horrible human being. No, it's just a different belief. So when we get so pissed off and like, oh, that person is so horrible. I can't believe those fucking people. I can't believe they think like that. Those people should be eradicated from the earth. That is a sign that you have a bad connection and relationship with yourself straight up. If you're so upset that somebody else thinks differently than you, 
that is a sign that you are not well within yourself. You're not grounded within yourself. You don't really, you're attached to your belief in an unhealthy way. We talked about that in another episode, like the attachment issue. And if we're, when you're good with yourself and you have a good relationship with yourself, you don't take things personally, even when there's somebody else's beliefs that are radically different than yours. You just don't care. It doesn't matter. Now, obviously, there everything exists on a spectrum, and there's a certain point where some of that might not necessarily hold true if, like, Adolf Hitler is all of a sudden, like, in the world, and he wants to eradicate millions of people from the earth. Like, that is not a good belief. Like, that's unhealthy. That's bad. And that ought to be stood up against. But for the most part, like, I would put him in that inability to have a constructive conversation with a radically divergent idea or belief like he's not able to have that and so that's a sign to me like i look at that it's not necessarily the same magnitude but it's the same direction and that's scary to me that's scary to me to think that there's such a hardship for people to sit down and talk about an idea or a belief and have it be different and at the end of the day be able to agree to disagree and walk away and see the other person as a human. That's scary. It scares me. And I think that's a big sign to, again, the poor mental well-being of our society. I think one of the other big ones, too, when we talk about relationships, when we see people staying in unhealthy relationships far longer than is necessary, that's definitely a leading indicator of you know poor mental well-being. I was one of them. Man, I stayed in a relationship far longer than I should have. Many years ago, that was back in like two thousand, like 2007 to 2009, I stayed in that thing far longer than I should have. It, it lasted around two years, and it was about, you know, whatever 365 plus 365 is, you know, 730 days or something like that. I stayed in that for, you know, 729 days too long. And that was all because of my relationship with myself. That's not that's not her fault. That was my fault. I had a shitty-ass relationship with myself, and that bled through and led to all the unnecessary pain and suffering in my life. I was the contributing factor. I created that scenario. I created those events. And it was because I had a poor relationship with myself. Because I had this poor relationship with myself, I, I sought to justify this sense of worth by other relationships it it seemed as though if i had other relationships that would be that would distract me from the poor relationship with myself but i didn't have the awareness to realize at that point that that didn't work and so when we think about if those are ways that kind of demark and indicate a a poor relationship with self what does a strong relationship with ourself do what does that create if we are to cultivate that? Well, when we have a strong relationship with ourselves, it allows us to create grounding. We, we know who we are. We know the things that we like and the things that we dislike. So we're able to contribute to experiences of those things. When we do that, when we understand ourselves and we contribute to that embetterment of ourselves and those events that bring us joy and fulfillment, 
Like we realize that and we feel that, and that fuels a lot of self-worth and self-love. When we are strong in ourselves, we don't take other people personally. Like that's definitely a cue for me. I I do the best that I can in moments when I am taking something personally. I, I remind myself like, hey, yo, Ross, like what's your problem, man? What What's going on here? What are you feeling? Why are you taking this personally? It's their expression, not yours. If you know who you are and you are operating within your beliefs and your values and your characteristics and the content of your character and integrity are intact, then what they say and do doesn't need to affect you in this way. Okay, cool. Yep. Back to back to self, regrounded, reorientated. So in those ways, we can operate and be unwavering in the pursuit of a meaningful life. We can do work and create things and content and stories and projects and books and different things that mean stuff to us and not necessarily other people. It will, as a result, mean things to other people. But more so what I mean is that you're not doing it to give to them without it also giving to you. It ought to mutually be beneficial. If you're going to do something to add value to somebody else's life, it ought to add value to your life. And that's where being in that, having that strong relationship with yourself will come in handy because you'll know what you want to do and what you don't want to do. You won't say yes when you mean no. You won't say no when you mean yes. You'll say what you mean and mean what you say, and you'll operate from that place. You'll remain in integrity with yourself. When we have a strong relationship with ourselves, we no longer participate in unnecessary suffering. There's so many times I can think of in my life where I've contributed to my own necessary suffering, whether I start creating a story about somebody else not liking me or this and that. I, I got to bring it back in and be like, yo, man, like, stop it. Stop making up these stories. Stop creating unnecessary suffering. Stop contributing to this. This isn't the thing that brings you joy and fulfillment. Let's shift to the things that do. And you show up from that place of authenticity. You show up from the place of knowing who you are because you have that relationship with yourself. You know who you are. If you don't know, then you can't show up from that space. If we think about it from a relationship aspect too, when you know who you are, guess what? You complete yourself in and of yourself. You no longer seek somebody else to fill you and make you whole. You are whole and complete. That whole you complete me bullshit from Hollywood, man, I, I do remember the first time I watched Jerry Maguire and I like I was a hurt little kid. And I freaking in all honesty, I loved that movie. And I remember watching that line. I remember watching that part of the movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's so, like, amazing, blah, blah, blah. No, it's fucking bullshit. It's stupid. You do not need anybody else to complete you. The only time you do is when you are not connected and grounded within yourself. And that's what the relationship with yourself is going to do. You are whole and complete in and of yourself. When we're there and we have that relationship with ourselves, we know what we like, we know what we don't like. Therefore, we're going to be able to have and create boundaries and enforce them. We're not going to be the doormat for other people. We're not going to, again, say yes when we mean no and say no when we mean yes. We're no longer willing to accept less than our worth, less than what we deserve 
from other people. But more importantly, we're no longer going to accept less than from ourself. We're going to naturally hold ourselves accountable to the things that we're capable of, to the things that we know we can do, to the things that we know we like. We're going to hold that integrity with ourselves. And that's the most important integrity is the one that we have with ourselves. Because whether you want to admit it or not, you know, you know when you're bullshitting yourself. You know when you're telling a lie and it doesn't feel good. The only time it might not feel bad is when you've done a really good job at suppressing and avoiding how it actually feels to lie to yourself. So when you have that relationship with yourself, you can hold yourself accountable and have integrity within yourself. And let me tell you, that feels good. It feels amazing. You like The truth will set you free because there is no stress with the truth. Particularly when you are grounded in that relationship with yourself, you don't have to, you don't ever have to worry about getting the story straight because the truth is straight. You're going to understand your emotions in that relationship with yourself. More importantly, when you understand your emotions and you understand yourself, you're going to know how to respond to them. You're going to understand what they are telling you and what they mean. And you're going to be able to get past the surface layer. You're going to be able to get past those surface level emotions and you can peel back the fear and get back to the thing that's really underlying a lot of that fear. And let me tell you, 99.9% of the time, it's going to be something you need to own. And a lot of times when we don't have a good relationship with ourselves, and we have those emotions and those feelings, we place that on somebody else. You made me feel like this. You made me feel like that. Blah, blah, blah. Nobody can make you feel any sort of way. Your feelings are yours. Your emotions are yours. Your emotions are your guide and your compass. When you own them and you own the relationship with yourself, you understand them. You understand the direction that they're trying to point you. You're connected with them and you take action in that direction. And then you're, you're fucking free. It's not about somebody else making you feel a certain way. It's amazing when you can get to that point and you can stay connected with that. And most importantly, you're going to have that, that sense of belonging, that internal sense of belonging. And what I mean by that, and the thing that I promote about it, is let's break it down to the definition of belonging. The definition of belonging is an affinity for a place or a situation. That place is your body. When you have an internal sense of belonging, you are at home with yourself. You have an affinity for your home, which is your body. And that's the foundation. Like, that's the foundation to life. When you have that strong relationship with yourself and you have that foundation, then you can build upon it. But if you don't have that foundation, anything that you try to build upon it is not going to be as wonderful or successful as it could be otherwise. So I started thinking about, like, a way to to create a measurement. Like, how do you know how good your relationship is with yourself? And if you could measure that. So one of the ways that I, I, I think about it is how are you, are you able to sit with yourself? How good is that skill to sit with yourself with no entertainment, like no phone, no TV, no computer, just you, your body and your breath. It doesn't have to be like a meditation per se, but the ability to just sit with yourself without the need for stimulation is important. If you cannot do this, you're going to benefit a great deal from cultivating 
that relationship with yourself. I mean, we're all going to benefit from cultivating the relationship with ourselves. But if you can't do this, if you can't just sit with yourself without stimulation, that's a sign that you're avoiding the relationship with yourself. That's a sign you have a very poor relationship with yourself. And that is where you'll really especially benefit from digging in with that relationship with yourself and cultivating that. We interrupt this show with a brief message. This podcast was created through a strong sense of belonging. A tremendous amount of personal growth has had to occur in order for me to be able to create the Project Unchained podcast, my gift to you. Being vulnerable is scary, and it's not something I've always been able to do. I've had to create confidence in myself and what I believed in. No one was going to do that for me. I had to do that for myself. And guess what? You can too. Creating self-confidence begins with a strong sense of belonging. You create belonging through internal validation. Well, how do you do that, you might ask? I got you. I've created this online self-development course that is designed specifically to help you build a strong sense of belonging within yourself. The ability to internally validate your existence, have the confidence you desire, and grow your self-worth that you never thought possible. The Belonging Blueprint is here to guide you every step of the way. To get more information and to enroll today, you can click the link in the show notes or message me directly. Now back to the show. So as usual, I want to leave you with a, with a tool. Today's tool is more of a challenge. I want you to work on cultivating that relationship with yourself. So here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want to encourage you to do. Every day for the next 10 days, I want you to spend 10 minutes a day with yourself in the morning and at night. Just you, nobody else. Create a space and a container for that. If you got kids or you're you're got a partner, animals, different things of that nature, I want you to do the best that you can to create a timer or sorry, to create a container for that space. And and with a timer, use a timer so you can get in on that 10 minutes and use that 10 minutes and not cut it short by thinking, oh, I think I did 10 minutes and it was only three. No, set the timer. Just be with yourself for 10 minutes. Just you and your breath. No distractions, no stimulation. Just sit with yourself in silence. Observe yourself. Don't judge it. Don't judge any of the thoughts that come up. Just sit with it. Breathe nice and slow and deep. Don't judge the thoughts. Let them come up. Let them be whatever they are. And then when you're done after that 10 minutes, get a journal out. Spend 5 to 10 minutes to journal about what you observed. What did you learn about yourself? What thoughts came up? Why did those thoughts come up? What need of yours created those thoughts? What unmet need of yours created those thoughts? What is going on? How can you participate with more ease in that time space? And think about that. Because one of the things to that I think about with this challenge is we are human beings, so we need space to just be. That's what this is. We need space to just be with ourselves. And that silence in our body and our breath, just being with myself, just being with yourself. We're not human doings. And I know, look, I can definitely get guilty of it. I'm, I'm a big doer. I have lots of goals and aspirations and lots of things that I want to do and create and experience. And I'm pretty like go, go, go as far as getting after it. So I really have to be intentional about creating space and a container for me to have activities where I'm not always doing. And I sit 
with myself so that I can be with myself. And it is so huge for me. And so do that. 10 minutes a day for the next 10 days. Journal about it afterwards for 5 to 10 minutes. Don't judge the thoughts. Just acknowledge them. Be aware of them. Because this is what you're doing. You're helping develop that awareness about like where you're at and maybe where you want to go. And that's going to give you some direction past this next 10-day time frame. And once you have that, well, now you get to work on cultivating that relationship with yourself. And again, once you have that grounded internal sense of belonging, you are in a relationship with yourself and you have that connection with yourself, you can go out in the world and you can do so much more. You can operate from a place of wholeness, from a place of completeness, from a place of an internal sense of belonging, and you are grounded in thyself, and you are unwavering in the face of adversity of life, because life's going to keep coming at you. Like we mentioned in the throwing, when life throws you punches, how are you going to, what are you going to do? How are you going to respond? This is one of those keys. This is one of those things that allows you to respond to life with authority, rather than letting life fucking blow you around. Now, take charge of the relationship with yourself, and you'll really take charge of your life. I wish you all the best. Thank you again for joining me. I can't wait to get in on a future episode with you. I'm really excited. I got my cousin Galen Lee, the creator of the intro and outro music, scheduled up to do a recording with her in a couple of weeks. And I'm freaking excited about that. I've been wanting to do that one for a while. So I'm really excited for that. Stay tuned for that. That'll come out in oh about a month, I think. It's still kind of to be determined depending on how some things play out. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to continue growing this show with you, and I super appreciate y'all's support. Have a great day. Thanks for joining Project Unchained today. It's important to note that I'm not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm just a guy who is passionate about helping empower others to break free from their limiting thoughts and beliefs to have extraordinary life experiences. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. That will ensure that this podcast can reach more people. We're more powerful together, so please do share this with others. I'm always happy to engage with you, so please do reach out via social media or email if you'd like to chat. A special thank you to my very talented cousin, Galen Lee, for the intro and outro music to this show. The song is Lost in the Woods from her 2018 album, Learning How to Stay. You can find Galen's albums on Bandcamp, Spotify, and ViolinScratches.com. Until next time, make your life experience extraordinary. Let's get unchained. Give yourself away.